Hey guys! So look, a quick disclaimer before we get into my list. Y'all know I wear many hats. This podcast thing, I'm very new to. So unfortunately, when I recorded this particular episode, my producer wasn't with me. And this is why you always need a producer. So the audio isn't the greatest, but in an effort to get y'all this episode, since y'all been harassing me for so many years, we're going to roll with the punches. Diamonds are not a girl best friends. Giselle Bryan is. Because let me tell you something. She is the reason all those girls got a raise. She is the reason for the seasons, plural. And she is the one who truly makes sure that you guys have something to talk about every Sunday night. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss my greatest housewives of all time list. We'll be right back after this quick ad. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. I've executive produced top-rated programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I've also created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, owns number one rated Love and Marriage franchise, and TV One's Hollywood Divas, just to name a few. Honey, listen, now you know you watch my shows, but now you get to listen to my podcast. I gotta tell you, I have been approached so many times to start a podcast, and it was either not the right time nor the right fit. But it wasn't until I met super fan of mine, and she's also like a big super fan of reality TV. Her name is Jasmine Henley Brown, and she is the executive producer at More Sauce. And when she and I met, I knew I finally found somebody who got me. And More Sauce as a brand got me too. More Sauce. And I knew that together we could really make history here. Twice a week on Reality with the King, I'm going to sit down with my friends in reality television. Whether that's Nene Leakes or reality superfan Megan McCain. And together, we're going to break down some iconic moments in reality TV, recap our favorite episodes of Real Housewives or The Bachelor, but also just have an in-depth conversation about all things reality television. Now look, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I have been repeatedly harassed to share who I think are the greatest housewives of all time. I want you to know I hear you and I do understand the assignment. You will finally get my list. Yes! Now listen, this is my list, not yours, okay? You are able to disagree with me and that's okay. I mean, it's a free country, right? And you're able to agree with me as well. And that's, of course, okay, too, because uh, you should. My top 10 list has a lot of variables, okay? I'm talking about not only what they brought to that particular city, but what they also brought to the reality TV game. I'm talking about iconic moments that we can repeat in conversation that we are still talking and tweeting about, people. 
The Real Housewives franchise hit the scene in 2006. And as of today, there are a total of 139 housewives. And I'm giving you my top 10 out of 139 housewives. So without further ado, here's part one of my top 10 greatest housewives of all time list, 10 through 6. Coming in at number 10 of the top 10 greatest housewives of all time is Danielle Staub from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah! Look, Danielle had to make the list. Danielle is the most underrated, iconic housewife in history. And the reason why I'm saying she's underrated is because I feel like a lot of people don't give Danielle her flowers. Go back to the first episode and look at the way Danielle Staub appeared on the screen. Mama came in wearing a two-piece bikini, high heels, walking to her pool in the backyard, luxuriating on her chest while her puppy was sitting next to her. Yeah. That's iconic. So to be able to understand her role on the show, she stood out amongst the rest. And one thing watching her as a producer that season was she brings so much to the show. And without her, I'm not sure much would happen. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is when you know you have a star on your hands. When they can single-handedly change the temperature of the scene based on their mere presence. And let's be very clear. If Danielle did not tell Teresa to pay attention, please, Teresa would have never flipped that table. So the most iconic moment in reality TV, which is Teresa flipping the table, that happened because of Danielle's style. She brought a book that the other cast members were talking about where allegedly people were talking about who she was as Beverly. And she decided to bring the book to the finale. Let me tell y'all something. It takes a strong woman to be able to literally walk into the lion's den at a restaurant where she is met with people who don't like her She brings the book that people are talking about behind her back, sits it on the table, and then she decided to just sit there and and talk about it. That is a woman who is dedicated to making a great show. Danielle understood the assignment, and she finished it. And Teresa's most iconic moment is because of what Danielle did. That is why Danielle's iconic. And then her second season... The other women did not want to film with her, but she still showed up to work every day. And that iconic moment where they were at Kim D's posh fashion show. So because Teresa spoke to her and said hi, and Danielle wasn't feeling Teresa, and Teresa called Danielle sweetie, and Danielle said, don't call me, sweetie. And Teresa was like, is bitch better? Okay, is bitch better? Because I didn't want to call you, sweetie, old hag. You're an old hag. 
Then Danielle goes, that's a fucking nut. Then Teresa gets up out of her love seat that was in the middle of the country club, honey, and decided to chase Danielle Staub down the country club hallway, running into the party goers, running into the camera crew. She broke her heel. Jacqueline's daughter, Ashley, pulled her hair. Uh, I mean, what more do I need to say in regards to why Danielle Staub is number 10 on my list of the top 10 greatest housewives of all time? Danielle put New Jersey on the map, period. And we need to put some respect on her name. Danielle Staub, number 10 of the top 10 greatest housewives of all time. Coming in at number nine on my greatest housewives of all time list is Giselle Bryant from The Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know y'all are about to read me for film about me putting Giselle Bryant on my list. I already know it's coming. And guess what? I don't give a damn, honey. I don't care. Hear me out. I know that Giselle Bryant is the one you love to hate. I know that she has this power over the Housewives fans where you either really love Giselle or, child, you really hate Giselle. I, the king of reality TV, just so happens to love Giselle Bryant. The reason why I put Giselle Bryant as number nine on my greatest housewife of all time is because when you think of the real housewife of Atomic, Giselle Bryant face comes to mind. Without Giselle Bryant, nothing would be happening on the Potomac Housewives. She is the uncredited executive producer of that show. She knows how to get the party started. She sits in the back with those green eyes, laser focused, looks around the entire cast and says, what can I do to make this scene better? And I'm not saying I agree with some of her tactics. I'm not saying that. So I'm going on record saying I don't agree with some of the stuff she says, but she definitely goes into a scene and says, as long as that red light is on the camera, I'm going to give y'all a show. And I'm sorry, I appreciate anybody that signs on to your reality TV to give you a show. I like Giselle because she clearly stands firm in what her role is. She is the queen bee of that show. And as much as I adore and love and obsess with Karen as I am, I can bet you a million dollars that even Karen can sit back and say, look, Giselle gets it started and I like to finish it. You know what I mean? But it's sort of like this Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan relationship. Giselle Bryant is the Michael Jordan of the Real Housewives of Potomac. She knows how to make sure slam dunks are happening all around her. For all the Real Housewives of Potomac fans out there, let's take a moment to reflect. Close your eyes and let's center on some of Potomac's most iconic moments. Okay, are you there? Good. Think about the moments on Potomac that made you laugh. 
Think about the moments on Potomac that made you smile. Think about the moments on Potomac that made you gag. Are you with me? Good. Okay, now open your eyes. Giselle Bryant was responsible for all of those moments, girl. So let me tell you something. You gotta give sister props. When Ashley and Candace had that moment in the kitchen where the knife <laughs> was thrown, it's because Giselle carried on the conversation. When Miss Wendy, I love Dr. Wendy, by the way. When Dr. Wendy, honey, last season, when she read Giselle and Robin for filth, and Giselle sat there and ate her DoorDash meal, honey, crossed her legs and gave nothing, it's because Giselle told Ashley and Giselle Bryant, the uncredited executive producer of the show, fed her a bone. Ashley <laughs> left her newborn baby at the crib and said, let me do my job because Giselle who is the Michael Jordan of the show, just gave me a shot that I need to shoot. And that's what made Dr. Wendy come out. Giselle Bryant is number nine of the greatest housewife of all time because without her, nothing will happen. And as much as we all love Karen, and as much as Karen is iconic in her own right, Karen also knows that Giselle is the greatest opponent a girl could ever have. Period. Point blank. Diamonds are not a girl best friends. Giselle Bryan is. Because let me tell you something. She is the reason all those girls got a raise. She is the reason for the seasons, plural. And she is the one who truly makes sure that you guys have something to talk about every Sunday night. Honey, that's called dedication. And last but not least, the other thing that makes Giselle one of the greatest housewives of all times she truly does not care what you guys think about her. Giselle is not one of those housewives who changed her personality or fashions because you guys got something to say. She doesn't care. Giselle is perfection to me because of that as well. I cannot tell you how many housewives and reality stars I have worked with who have changed their personality because of what Twitter has to say. So my thing is when it comes to Giselle, she gives y'all good TV. She is not active on Twitter. She lives her best life. I believe Giselle is stacking on chips and good sex because she truly doesn't care what y'all think about her. And when the cameras are not rolling, she lives in that house y'all talk about with her beautiful daughters. And she is understanding that in order for me to have the career that I want, I need to make sure the show is great. And for that, Giselle Bryant, I thank you. Okay, now you know I'm not done yet, but we have to take a break for some ads. Stay tuned for my number eight top housewife. You won't believe who it is, but I'll give you a hint. Jill is tacky. This is Reality with the King. I'm Carlos King. Let's get back to my greatest housewives of all time list. The tea is piping hot, honey. Yes! Number eight on the list of the top 10 greatest housewives of all time is Ramona Singer of the Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> Yes, guys, I understand that Ramona is problematic. I get it. I get it. I get it. 
But Ramona Singer is the longest running housewife in history. Okay. And the reason why she is, is because she makes compelling television. She is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Those crazy eyes do a number on anybody that comes into her direction. She is super confrontational. She is the life of the party. She is truly the visual representation of a train wreck. Because no matter what she does, you can't turn your eyes away. It's like, oh my God, Ramona, really? Damn, like, oh, oh, what are we, what are we doing? But she's fascinating. When she told Bethany Frankel that you fuck to get money and I'm self-made, <laughs> that takes a lot of balls for a chick to say to another woman who is sitting across from you that has more money than all of you girls combined all of your generational wealth combined. Bethany is the richest housewife. We'll get to that later. But the fact that Ramona was still like, girl, I don't care how much money you have, sis. I'm about to say you you fuck for money. And it's funny because we were all like, damn, Ramona, what's tea, sis? But she did it. She doesn't care. And when you think about the success of the Real Housewives of New York City, you have to give Ramona the props in terms of why the show has been on as long as it has been. She doesn't care what people say about her. She is crazier off camera, I've heard, based on the run-in she has with fans in Florida. Like, Ramona is that girl that just loves to get in trouble. And I appreciate that as a reality lover. She is never dull. She's polarizing because you just can't keep your eyes off of her. And as crazy as she is, and as turtly turtle time is, she's just somebody that is a complete joy to watch. And last but not least, even if you hated Ramona, if you watched Ultimate Girls Trip that was on Peacock, that had all the all-stars, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you guys. Ultimate Girls Trip was great because of Ramona. Ramona was a great opponent to Kenya Legend Moore. Kenya Moore is intimidating to people. Ramona didn't give two fucks. She tells Kenya, you're a bitch. They were filming for 12 minutes. And she called Kenya a bitch on the private plane. Who does that? Ramona Singer does that. But look, what she brought to Ultimate's Girl Trip from her issues with Kenya, really calling out Luann and calling Luann a whore pretty much, and, and then turned it around and said, oh, Luann, I'm only saying that because, you know, I'm jealous. I wish I was sexually free like you. Like, she's crazy, but she's good crazy and she's good TV. And for that, Ramona, you are on my list as number eight of the greatest housewives of all time. Coming in at number seven on the list of the greatest housewives of all time is Kim Zosiak Beerman. What Kim Zosiak brought to the Real Housewives of Atlanta was freshness. You know, look, let's call it what it is. She was the only white girl on the, on the cast, so she definitely stood out. But it wasn't like she was a sore thumb. Kim stood her ground with the Atlanta girls. Kim was never scared. Kim used to cuss them out in their face. Do y'all remember season two? 
with Kim, Mimi, and Sheba Sheree, and Lindsay Lohan daddy was outside, child, waiting on Kim Zosiak. And Mimi and Sheree was checking her about things that Kim was saying behind their backs. Kim went toe-to-toe with those girls, honey. Kim was never scared, ever. And I think that was surprising to me. Like, damn, this white girl don't give a fuck. Like, she'll cuss a bitch out and, and won't blink. I, I, I love it. And I think it was a, a, a nice surprise to the audience. Like, damn, girl. Okay, bitch. Work, work. And when Sheree shifted her wig, Kim still stood there. She didn't run away. She she stood there she, and she took it on. That is dope. I'm sorry. It is. Like, she, she handled herself. Not only that, Kim had a relationship her first season with a mystery man. I felt like I was the old white lady on Murder, She Wrote as a producer who had to really discover, uncover, figure out who the fuck is Kim dating? She called the guy Big Papa. Who is Big Papa? And that was the mystery surrounding season one. Like, who is Big Papa buying Kim this Escalade where she's at the car shop and she has her checkbook, honey, and she wrote a check, honey, for $68,000, honey, cash out. Boop. Yes, honey. And called Big Papa and said, thank you, Papa! That is iconic. And Kim Zosiak is the first housewife to have a singing career with Merit. Don't Be Tardy was a hit single. Not just on the dance charts for the gays, honey. She had an audience. She was on the pop charts, child. She had a singing career. She performed at the reunion show season two. Kim Don't Be Tardy will forever go down as the number one most iconic, most popular, dopest hit song of the Housewives franchise. Kim Zosiak solidified her place in reality television based on this moment. Her and Nene's arguments were super iconic every time they were in a scene together. And she was never scared. And let's talk about the reunions alone. Like, let's talk about season four reunion where Kim and Nene were just like, she called Nene an intern dog because Nene had a job at Channel 4 News, honey. Like, Kim can read. She can read. And that is the reason why Kim Zosiak is number seven on the list of the greatest housewives of all time. Coming in at number six, to conclude my 10 through 6 of the greatest housewives of all time is Sheree Whitfield. Look. Yes, guys, I'm back on Atlanta. I'm sorry. Atlanta is the best housewives franchise in history. No shade. It is. It is what it is. Thank you very much. Argue with the wall. It is. So, Sheree, going back to my first season on the Atlanta Housewives. So remember, I went down to Atlanta to work on this new show called Ladies of Atlanta, right? 
Five days into our first week of shooting, um, Sheree had a birthday party at her house. I arrived with Nene Leakes and Kim Zosiak at Sheree's birthday party, season one, episode one. So follow me here, and I need you guys to go back and watch that particular episode, which to me will always go down in history as, and I will say this on the record, The Real Housewives of Atlanta season one, episode one episode is the best series premiere of a Housewives franchise ever. And the reason, guys, it's the best one is because of Sheree Bone Collector Whitfield. Y'all don't give Sheree enough props. And that's pissing off me and my homegirls. And let me tell you why. When Nene and Kim walked at Sheree's house where Nene said the gate was broken, (laughs) the gate don't even work. Yes, Nene. And Nene was stopped by security. And remember that famous line that Kim kept repeating? My name's on the list. Nene's isn't. Yeah. And security told Nene, you're not on the list. And Nene had a complete meltdown. Before Denise Richards, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo, Nene Legend Leaks was the first one to break the fourth wall in reality television because she yelled at everybody and said, you don't see these motherfucking cameras behind me? I am a real housewife. Again, we didn't know it was going to be called Real Housewife, but we all were told if the show was good, it was going to be. And Child Nene was like, bitch, please, I'm Nene Leaks. It's going to be a Real Housewife when I'm done with this show. So Nene is yelling at everybody. She's breaking the fourth wall. The executive producer slash showrunner at the time was talking to the security guard, like, no, you got to let her in. She's one of the stars of the show. And he said this, and I need y'all to listen to me very clear. The showrunner told the security guard, no, let her in. She's a part of the show. She's one of the stars on the show. The security guard says, and I quote, I was told not to let anyone in the house if they're not on this list. The reason, guys, that's important is because I wasn't on the list. I got in the house. The camera guy wasn't on the list. He got in the house. The showrunner wasn't on the list. He got in the house. So everybody from the production side wasn't on the list. I made my gay ass way into the house. And you mean to tell me you couldn't let Nene Leakes in the house? So when he said that, and mind you, I didn't know it back then because I was I was a new reality producer. I didn't know anything. I just thought like, oh my gosh, Nene, I'm embarrassed for you, sis. You won't get into the party and your eyes is popping and your lips are busting and you can't get in the party, girl. Later is when I really said to self, self, Sheree set all that up. And when I say to you, I stand. Sheree has never admitted this. I have never asked her. And me and Sheree are as close as two can be. Sheree is such a producer, just like Giselle Bryant. Sheree is so fucking iconic because she didn't have a blueprint in terms of how reality worked. But Sheree understood the assignment before the assignment was even understood amongst the masses. That's how iconic she is. Sheree purposely, in my opinion, left Nene Lee's name off the list because Sheree was determined to make good TV. Sheree said it all, like Vivica. Okay? 
That's iconic. She did it before you guys even knew how some reality stars self-produced themselves. So my thing is, I like the fact that she did it without a blueprint and she did it on her own. And not only that, Sheree is responsible for some iconic, legendary moments. Sheree is the first bitch. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, you a bitch? Sheree is a, a, a villain. Before her, it was, you didn't see a woman on TV check people. You know how like Evan Lozado is like, you know, well, cut a bitch. Tammy Roman, cut a bitch. You know what I mean? Before that, you had Sheree Whitfield. Sheree was intimidating by the girls because she was like, I'll beat your ass. Don't, don't play with me. Everybody was scared of Sheree and still is. So when she, season two, episode one, cussed out the party planner and said, who's going to check me, boo? That wasn't scripted. That was Sheree reacting to a man checking her. Most women would have said, talk to my husband. Talk to my man. I'm going to call my brother. I'm going to call PP and Rock Rock from the hood to come check you. Sheree stood there in her seat in her green blouse off the shoulder, hair in a ponytail, Chanel sunglass on top of her head, dangling earrings, and said, who's going to check me, boo? And Tyrone did what? Gagged. He gagged. Sheree checked him. And she did it so effortlessly. She had that water bottle in her hand and was checking Tyrone to the point where Tyrone was escorted out because they all knew in Atlanta, Georgia, Sheree was going to beat ass. Period. Point blank. Sheree, I feel is underrated. I feel like Sheree doesn't get the flowers and the props she deserves. She is the first housewife to be asked to come back twice to the show. Twice. Because that's how much of a force she is. And on a personal level, Sheree is one of the easiest housewives to work with. All she wants to do is make sure she gives you her real life and that she understands exactly what's going on. She's a genius producer. And that is why Sheree Whitfield is number six on the greatest housewives of all time list. So that, my loves, is my list of the greatest housewives of all time, 10 through 6. I know they are going to debate me. Guess what? I don't care. Okay? I love it. Like the great Kim Zosiak Beerman said, let's go toe-to-toe, baby, because I stand by my list. Yes! Next episode, we are going to conclude my top 10 list of greatest housewives of all time, 5 through 1. Who is number one, you ask? I mean, she is the only reality star that is at the African American Museum of Television, right next to a picture of Claire Huxtable. Bitch, you better work. I guess you'll have to stay tuned to find out. And child, if you have a question for me or any of your favorite reality TV personalities, leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188 and I just might play it on the show. 
Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.